Welcome to The End Game, a podcast about the positive aspects of aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I'm your host, Don Auction. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get on with today's show. I'm delighted to have as my guest today, Laura Black, author of Climbing Down the Ladder, A Journey to a Different Kind of Happy. Laura has been an attorney, an entrepreneur creating one of the first legal temporary services, a company CEO, and at the same time a wife, mother, and grandmother. Her new book, as the title suggests, talks about the surprises she encountered when she left her successful career and how she found herself in a different place. Laura, welcome to The Endgame. Thank you. What a pleasure to be here with you. So most of our listeners are at or nearly at the end of of our careers and entering that great, great unknown territory that some people call retirement. So I think your experiences are especially relevant to us. When you stepped away from your career, was that your own decision or was that just circumstance? It was my own decision. And it took me a really long time to use that R word. When people would say, are you retired? No, no, no. I'm very busy. But I think back to that very first morning when I didn't have an office to go to. And I got up and I had converted my son's bedroom into a home office. And I bought all the supplies, the file folders, the pens, and had the computer set up. And I was playing around looking for projects or what to do. And the internet went out. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I unplugged the router. I plugged it in again. And I said to myself, Without an IT department, how am I going to manage? Yeah, right. And that was scary. But what was more scary was manage what? Well, I was going to say, you've got all that, all those notebooks and all that preparation. Uh, it sounds like you're just going back to work in a different location. But I had nothing to do. I had the supplies and I had no idea what I was going to do. I was, you know, searching the web, looking for classes, looking for... Um, anything that grabbed my attention. I was really had no plan. I think it's very difficult to have a plan while we are unwrapping from careers because our head is filled and we're just trying to do the right thing, successions, um, planning all those things. And until we really give ourselves some space, it's very hard to figure out what's next. And one mistake a lot of people make is to jump into anything to avoid that void. We don't like the void. And that might not be the best thing for us to do with our time. Well, is that how you handled it? Or did you take a little time to figure out what what next? I did, I did everything wrong. And eventually something's right. Uh, originally, anytime that someone would ask, do you want to be on this committee, this board? Yes, 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 yes. And after a while, I learned it's great to sample things and try things, but we want to wake up in the morning with some sense of anticipation and purpose and spend our time doing things that we really enjoy. Right. Uh, Otherwise, what was the point? Exactly. This is a hard time for many reasons, because if we think about it, At the same time, we leave the workforce, which is easier for me to say than retire. So at the same time, we leave the workforce. 
if we've had families, most of our children have also reached the age where we're empty nesters. And at the same time, our parents are aging and we're either dealing with their illness or we lose our parents. We lose friends. I think we experience marginalization in so many um, areas, technology, fashion. I always laugh. I say, I don't know what in, what color lipstick do I wear? How about nail polish? Am I supposed to go the blue or is the red still okay? And even pop culture, you know, watching the Grammys. I don't know most of those people. So it's a lot of loss is the point all at the same time. Were you surprised at these losses? Uh, had you anticipated any of that or did it come as a shock? I think what came of shock more is how it all happened within a few years of each other. You know, we all know at one point we're going to lose our parents. We know at one point our kids are moving out of the house. We know at one point we're aging and we lose some of our physicality. So we know all that's coming. But it all kind of comes together and it's okay. Now what? Who am I without a business card? You know, who am I? Well, how did you get your bearings after all of these losses and surprises? Yeah, and I talk about that a lot in my book, Climbing Down the Ladder. But what I learned and what was most helpful for me is I finally realized if I looked at my life and used the metaphor of a wheel, career had taken a lot of those sections of that wheel of life. And I looked at all the other sections. We think of a pie or the sections. And another section in that wheel is relationships. Another section is health, community, spirituality, learning, leisure. So these are all areas. And we don't have to replace that career section. We merely can expand all those other sections. And they fill up the wheel, more than fill up the wheel. So, for example, it might be the first time that we have time to go to have lunch with our kids at their work. It's the time to reach out to old college roommates and have real conversations and expand our relationships, our connections. People we've met that we thought were interesting, we'd like to get to know better. We don't have time to make um, meet them for lunch or have a coffee. So there's so much opportunity and learning. I mean, there's a whole world filled that when we're working, we don't get to really sink our teeth in whatsoever. So there's, it's a wonderful time. And I call it a sacred space between retirement and whatever years we have left that it's incumbent upon us to maximize that time. On that topic, one of the things that I have heard from from other people, particularly those who were what we might call type A about their business, where they focused really all their attention on that, and then they step away from it, and they're stuck thinking, what am I here for? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? You asked the question, who am I without a business card? Have you answered that question for yourself successfully? Yeah, I'm part of the team, the type A team. And what's 
ironic is the ability to have that professional identity really is one of the keys to success as we're climbing up the ladder. I had written a book in 2012 called Big Butts, Fat Thighs, and Other Secrets to Success. And in that book, Big Butts was a metaphor for our vulnerabilities. And the book helped, and I would speak a lot about helping women make connections to bring in business. And what I talk about all through that book is how we have to wear our identity on our sleeve. If we're going to our son's soccer game, people should know that what we do, if we're in carpool line, on an airplane, wherever we go, we need to make sure we have those cards and people know our identity so we could bring in business and network. So it's almost this reverse relationship. The more we build and that identity becomes part of us, when it's gone, there is a real void. There is a real void. And we have to, like anything else, go through that and feel it and experience it. And we all get through it. And then I really found by looking on these other areas of my life, how much there was there, how much we miss. You know, when we're goal focused, it's like we're wearing blinders. And from a young age, you know, first in school, we got had grades. And then it's about what college we get in. And what, what law firm or career we're going to and how high do we climb. So we're always going, going with those blinders. This is a time we could take them off and use our peripheral vision and see how much of life has passed us by that we never really noticed or took in. So it's a gift. It really is a gift. We just have to make a little bit of an adjustment. And, and to purpose, have you found yours just in appreciating those things? that you missed before or is there some other driver that's replaced your professional drive i think the purpose comes through all those areas i refer to one of my purposes is to make sure i i really get to know my kids and my friends in a deeper way as much as they'll let me in that gives me so much that, that's everything to me. So purpose is really being there for the people we care about in our lives and being present. And we don't have to rush them through their conversations. We could really listen. So that's part of purpose. Um, health is a huge thing. I, I had a health scare, which really made me, it was forced being still for a while. And I have time, I realize now, to go walk every morning. I have time to shop for healthier foods. So our health, um, giving to the community, that's a huge purpose. And how much need is there out there in our community where we can choose where do we want to put our time? So purpose isn't one thing. It's a little bit of lots of things that come in that gives us meaning and fulfillment. You, you mentioned your, your health incident. I have heard that it was actually a fairly serious near-death experience and that that had some impact on your thinking as well. Would you talk a little about that? Yes, and I did talk about that in the book. Um, I decided to tell this story fully. I really have, had to tell that story. And that story was, I always considered myself an extremely healthy person. I went to my annual physicals. I did all the stuff we're supposed to do. 
And out of nowhere, um, I just didn't feel good for a few days, nothing awful. And my doctor, thank goodness, insisted I go to the hospital just to be sure. Um, basically, I had a little fever and I was constipated for a few days. So nothing big deal. And turned out while I was there, my um, colon burst and I became septic and they didn't know if I'd make it through the night. They told my husband that he better bring the kids in from out of town, that it was really touch and go. So this was a complete, complete surprise. And because of that, I had to have a colonoscopy, wear that bag, and I was able to get that reversed nine months later. So it threw me for a loop, but one of the blessings from the whole experience is when I was in the hospital and recovering for quite a while, I was filled with the love of my family, of my friends, of my clergy, and people were always visiting and calling, texting, sending flowers, sending notes. And I never felt so much love. And it occurred to me, like, this is what it's all about. This is this filled me up more than anything has filled me up. And hopefully I've taken that and made that a priority going forward. That's really quite a reversal from where you started. Yes. Um, and how long did it take you to, to get comfortable with that? Has, this is something that's evolved over three or four years or months or what are we talking? Well, yesterday I wasn't. So <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's a process. Okay. You know, we try most of the time to be present. We can only control our attitude. That's the only thing we have control over life. We can't control everything that happens. We can control our attitude. We can be mindful and constantly remind ourselves. So it's not like it's, there's not there's no switch that gives you purpose or makes you great grateful okay. or makes you present. It's a constant working. Um, every morning I started doing a few months ago after um, Julie Cameron's book on creativity. She suggests every morning when you wake up you write three pages. That just becomes like brushing your teeth. Write three pages. Don't even read them. I started doing that for maybe two, three months now. That gets me in a mindful state. I try to do 10 minutes of the daily calm or whatever um, meditation and really try to be present and try to remind myself of these things. But it's kind of like going on a diet. Sometimes I do have the cake and the ice cream okay. and forget. That's an interesting analogy. So if you could sum up what you've learned and could give one solid piece of advice to other older adults about these last years after you put your career aside, what would your advice be? Give yourself permission. Realize you've done enough. You've proved enough. You're good enough. This is our time. This is your time. 
And it's not about looking for another ladder to ascend. We've done that. We've gone as high as we choose to go. Now it's about relinquishing that need to climb. And again, giving permission. I've done enough. I'm good enough. There's nothing I have to prove. And really internalizing that message. I love that so much because when you say I've done enough, it really hits me how many of us feel like there's some force pushing us on and, and we have to keep going and it's never enough. And I suspect there are, there are right. parents in our heads that keep telling us this. But uh, what a relief to say, no, you're done. You made it. Right. You're done proving, you know, things that fill us up, things we do because we're finding excitement, joy, or getting something. That's great, but we're not doing it to prove. We're doing it because we want to. And that's the big difference. We still want to be excited by life, but we don't have to prove anymore. We don't have to prove I'm the best bridge player or I can bake the best matzo balls for Passover or I can... You know, I could read all the classics, whatever it is, proving is, there's no end to it, like you say, and it just adds this pressure that's so silly. No one really cares. At the end, I've never seen one, one funeral in my life ever where the person gets a report card. And they say, oh, <laughs> you were a B plus. If you only had tried a little harder. Right. It just doesn't work like that. There are no grades anymore. That's great. Laura Black, thank you so much for sharing your time and your insights with us. I, I think your story has a lot in common with, with many of our lives in this generation, and I really appreciate your willingness to share with us. It's been a pleasure, and I've enjoyed speaking with you. You can find out more about Laura as well as order her book, Climbing Down the Ladder, on her website, laurablack.net. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, The End Game, at theendgame.substack.com. I'm Don Auction, wishing you all the best in aging with grace with joy, and with purpose. I hope you'll join us for future programs here at The Endgame.